Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real-world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space. In the dynamic world of distribution and fulfillment centers, modern simulation software emerges as a valuable ally. As managers grapple with increased customer demand, challenges post-COVID-19, and the ongoing need for eco-friendly practices within limited space constraints, the rise of simulation software brings forth a host of benefits. It optimizes internal processes, boosts overall efficiency, and lends a helping hand in smart warehouse layout planning. By offering a virtual testing ground, the software enables managers to adapt and refine operations seamlessly, ensuring resilience in the face of evolving challenges. In essence, the technology proves to be a transformative force in navigating the complexities of modern warehouse management. Today's MHI cast is brought to you by Siemens, and joining us today is Colm Gavin, Portfolio Development Manager at Siemens Digital Industry Software. Thanks for joining us, Colm. How does integrating simulation and digital twin technology in Industry 4.0 reshape traditional business processes and address specific challenges in designing and implementing industrial machinery? Well, I think when you look at, say, hardware, automation hardware for PLCs, drives, and motors, and so on, and then in the group I'm with right now, like we're promoting the industrial industry 4.0 topics, although some people think we're at industry 5.0 topics. But when you look at what is a smart machine, smart equipment, there's many things there as far as IoT enabled, energy efficiency, connectivity, and so on. But one of the pillars or the main aspects of industry 4.0 is this idea of simulation or digital twin. And that was very appealing to me as far as uh, having a graphical, a CAD model. And there's, 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 there's different iterations, different types of simulation and models, depending on your use case, but being able to visualize how a machine will run and simulate that ahead of time, that's very powerful. But even more powerful is if you can can connect that to the automation systems driving that and be able to develop your code, drive the simulation models, accurate models, how the equipment or lines will run, and then just taking that code one for one and downloading it into PLCs and drives at a later point, you have much better confidence and validation. It's actually going to work as expected. So I was excited because I thought it had a, for me, when again, looking at industry 4.0 topics, simulation is probably one of the more mature of the, mature of the, uh, the topics. I think definitely even more so than say some of the IoT uh, implementations because the software at the different aspects for CAD level, physics level, high level event-based simulations, that they've been around a while and they're getting better and better. And when they opened up the interfaces to these tools that automation software could work with these tools. Traditionally, these tools may have been the domain of mechanical or industrial engineers or robotic programmers that were simulating their equipment surely in a mechanical environment. But being able to now couple that with the automation engineers who are with their own programming software for automation, it's almost like two different worlds have come together and we're able to work in parallel much earlier. In the past or currently, you see very sequential business process flow within companies where it goes from mechanical design, then electrical, and then at the end of the line is the automation engineer to program it. This whole thing of 
simulation and virtual commissioning allows you to work much earlier. And so for me, it was very appealing because I think it could solve a lot of problems. Well, the simulation does look next-gen, but how can simulation software optimize distribution center operations? I think some of the challenges that uh, companies face in intralogistics areas would be, how do you plan for the sudden orders coming in? If you have large, unexpected incoming or outgoing orders, how do you plan for that? Uh, do you have enough operators and inbound, outbound, pick stations, pack stations, loading? So they're constantly recalibrating, if you like. Some of the warehouses that I'm aware of, like every two hours or depending how often, they're constantly recalibrating based on incoming orders. So it's, it's actually quite interesting with distribution centers, warehouses, fulfillment centers. They're not manufacturing products. Every product is the same. It's very unpredictable, if you like, as the, the order. So being able to manage that, how a simulation for software, for a plant simulation software, for example, we can do the what-if scenarios. You can model the warehouse. You can do, you can lay, out, lay it out as far as where to find, where are the bottlenecks. You can run simulations, run reports, and it will tell you, okay, given the current layout, given the current setup, and with incoming orders and who you have, can you reach the expected throughput? And if you can't, then you can run different scenarios and compare the scenarios to try to verify, okay, how do I optimize whether it's machine utilization or labor utilization within the warehouse to get to meet the expected throughput for that day? On-time delivery as is key for any distribution warehouse firm. So constantly optimizing to make sure that they can deliver on time. The simulation software can help you predict and give you recommendations if, you, if, you, if it says you're not going to make it with what you have. Well, how do you adapt based on labor or machine utilization? That's interesting. So you can calibrate when needed. How does simulation software contribute to overcoming challenges associated with space constraints, enhancing energy efficiency, and implementing low-touch processes in operational settings? Well, I think from the simulation side, being able to predict or help in the layout and optimization for the results of the reports that it can generate. We have a large-scale manufacturer of home care products that was able to consolidate four distribution centers into one facility to simplify operations and reduce the overhead cost. They were able to use this advanced simulation software from ours to efficiently and effectively model how it will be implemented and where they could find efficiencies. They were able to, uh, the product storage, would uh, increase its product storage density by 50%. It's now utilizing around 90% of its volumetric stored capacity. In addition, it requires 20% less transport within the facility than it did prior to consolidation. So optimizing material flow within the facility doing a lot of what-if scenarios, how many AGVs, what's the optimum path for the AGVs, and so on. It can really help with those what-if scenarios. I think a key as well is being able to use these simulation tools, not only in the design and the layout of the warehouses, but maybe a key message in, in this podcast as a main takeaway was the, if you were going to develop a digital twin, a simulation model of your facility or any production volume for that matter in any industry, it's critical that you find a way to calibrate and we say have a closed loop model where it can be used in operations. So when the facility is up and running, but the model is calibrated to match exactly the timings and everything for how the different operations within the facility are running, 
There's a variety of different ways we can do that. But once you have a calibrated, accurate model of a running system, now all of those what-if scenarios, those really, at least from the Siemens side, we have advanced capability built in to do a lot of what-if scenarios, then you can do those almost on a continuous basis. It can, in fact, we can almost write scripts that every two hours take a snapshot, how are things running, and based on some incoming orders and who showed up today and what's the expected throughput, run a scenario automatically and be, you know, constantly be giving suggestions. Okay, you need more people in packing, more people in unloading or whatever it would be to make sure you hit that expected throughput. Thanks for that. Can you elaborate on examples of equipment and processes that can be effectively simulated using advanced simulation software across various industrial scenarios? So great question. It's two different aspects of that on the conceptual design and then on the commissioning. Fundamentally, we, we can take 2D or CAD, 2D or 3D layouts of the planned facility. You can start with the laser scanner. You can do what's known as a point cloud to estimate the space. And that can be used as a starting point to begin to lay out your facility. We can use, obviously in the early design phase, this is where you can really prove out the space that you have. What is the optimum layout for inbound, outbound, cross-docking? Cross where are you going to put your storage? Are you going to use AGVs? Or is it an ASORS kind of automatic storage and retrieval systems? What is the optimum layout for that, for the expected throughput that you're demanded? So there's huge value in the early design phase and laying it out. And even for brownfields, again, we can take point clouds, laser scans of existing facilities, bring them in, understand where are the, the pillars or the monuments, if you like, for where you're going to have constraints for equipment will just literally will not fit in the space. What's the optimum layout? And then do the early what-if scenarios before anything is physically built or installed. Well, do you have enough conveyors? Do you have enough buffer space? So very helpful with that. But then we get into this next part for me is quite interesting, especially coming from an automation side, is the commissioning. Because obviously there's going to be automation equipment going to drive those conveyors and motors and robotics. So how much of that that you can simulate ahead of time um, early on, whether it's standalone within the modeling software, because you're just maybe saying, okay, for throughput rates and so on, and cycle times for robots, for pick and play stations, all of that can be done independent of, say, connecting it to the automation. However, as I mentioned earlier in the, the podcast, one of the, say, recent, the last couple of years, innovations is being able to couple modeling simulation software with the automation logic, virtual PLC, virtual HMI. We can take those signals from those soft PLCs, software uh, HMIs, we can feed that into these models for machine simulation, robotic simulation, line level simulation where you have multiple pieces of equipment have to be coordinated to work together all of those signals can be fed into a plot simulation model which is probably most relevant for the warehouse space and then we can prove out the automation logic and that's what we refer to as virtual commission so all virtually can be done ahead of time or we can do we call that software in the loop you can also do what's known as hardware in the loop that you can actually get, okay you got the physical plcs your physical automation components it can be in a lab or on your desk, but you want to have those drive the models. We could do that as well. But that is a big part. And, and when you talk about, I'll just reference, say, one company. We recently did um, 
a project with Ferrero where they used our plant simulation software to uh, install an ASR system in the warehouse of automatic storage and retrieval system, you know, storage system that's feeding parts out that would be uh, fed out and then distributed. And so we use our simulation software to commission that. So we got our plant simulation software, our virtual PLCs, our virtual drives, PLC Sim Advanced and Simit. So the whole electrical simulation of the electrical drives and components, virtual PLC, connecting that up to this warehouse, this or this was in this case was an ASRS system, we were able to simulate that whole thing and effectively using this what we refer to as a comprehensive digital twin, modeling software of the ASRS system, this 3D model, and then the virtual PLC from the automation. In combining those, we were able to reduce at the high bay warehouse the commissioning time by 30%. So that means faster time to market. Um, they were able to, so they leveraged our plant simulation software to reduce the time to achieve a target availability by 88%. So quicker installation, safer installation, more accurate operation. And so, and of course, the big benefit of maybe answering some other questions, you maybe had it jumping ahead here, of course, is that once you have that model of the warehouse or the AERIS Aura system, and it's calibrated to closely mirror what's running on the shop floor, then if you need to change it, you need to add to it, you need to or run different products through it. This is where it becomes incredibly valuable because then you can run those scenarios to add new equipment or modify it. That is very difficult to do in a, on a real running system. If you need to expand or you need to move around equipment, very costly, very timely. So how much you're able to simulate ahead of time, this becomes very important. Basically, if you're retooling, how will the new code or the new machines, how will they interact with what's there already? Having an accurate model that represents and, ru and what's running there now can be hugely advantageous. And we see this with other industries. Automotive is really leading the charge of many of the industries where they want the digital twin models of their lines ahead of time. They want them modeled. They want them proven out virtually before the real equipment comes in and they test it. And then once the equipment is in, then they calibrate the models against the running equipment. Then they have that. And so, so they're building up, if you like, digital twins building up to the digital factory and how to then standardize that's a big component as well as what are standardized components for certain pieces of equipment once you have say a digital twin it's modeled for its its geometric size but also say it's throughput failure rates there's a whole bunch of things you can the metadata if you like that you can associate with the piece of equipment but once that's modeled and you and the automation logic behind that is proven you put that in your library and you build up libraries of components and that makes this whole process over time more efficient, faster because you can then you're quicker at modeling these up. And so doing a, a digital twin, a simulation of a system just one time and then leaving it, that's a, a poor implementation. Keeping the model up to date and accurate with the equipment is a key finding. We found that the customers that continue to get value out of these tools, you need to keep them up to date and calibrated with the running equipment. How does simulation software enable the effective utilization of energy efficiency data and what does that contribute towards? So in regards to energy efficiency, that is just one piece of data that can be fed into the model. So there are a variety of different tools that Siemens offers to measure energy and that can be fed into our simulation model. 
directly or through our IoT systems. We, we can, once the energy data is in the model for how much energy, say, a piece of equipment or a line will utilize, it just becomes another piece of data that we can use in our predictions. So if you're running at this rate, with this many packages, what will be the energy consumption of that? So our discrete event simulation software, where we can predict the throughputs and bottlenecks, we can use that same tools and energy is just a parameter that we can predict the usage of and say, okay, what will that energy be? And we can also can apply costing. It's one of maybe a very important thing when you look at predictions, okay, I may have a bottleneck or I, okay, I need to simulate what's the throughput. What's the costing associated with that uh, as far as the cost to manufacture that part? And if I'm making X number of parts and all the different pieces of material that go into that, what is the costing? So we can marry up those different parameters, energy costing, to do predictions on what would be at the end of the week, at the end of the year, or for different facilities. And so that's that's maybe something that's quite really great that we can predict the energy usage for facilities. So they have a, maybe a, a, a good estimate for what their costs will be um, to run the equipment. How can a digital twin make similar machines work better? And what does it do to fix problems before they happen? One of the things that we're able to do right now is this idea of an executable digital twin. And what do I mean by that? Why would you use that? So often, and I've had customers in the industry talk to me about this, look, I, I want to use your digital twin. I love your design software, your simulation software. It's excellent. But I need help in operations. How can it help me if I have a line of equipment, similar or multiple lines, similar machines in the line, but the performance of those machines is different, whether it's at the same location or even at different locations, but the machines are fundamentally the same. Why am I getting different performances, different throughput times? Can a digital twin help me with that? And some of that is around you know, predicting, opti how do I optimize a running machine per se? So what we're able to do is we can create with our system level software, some of our SimCenter from our SimCenter family, where we can we can create a system model of the machine, how it's running, and say we can create a runtime version of that model, if you like, and have it run real time beside a machine. And we can deploy it to what's known as an edge device down on a machine. And those edge devices that are connected to the machine can interact with the machine. You can run any, say, AI, any application that you care to write can be managed and packaged and deployed to an edge device. But one of these, say, applications we can deploy down to a machine is an actual running model that mirrors how the machine is running. And, and then that can be very powerful because now you have, let's say, you have the, the virtual machine running and the real machine running side by side. And... Where this can be very helpful but predict it with condition monitoring or predictive maintenance is really if you have something that the machine can't measure itself or can't a sensor is really difficult to mount, or maybe you have some camera data, you can provide what essentially we're creating in the model, we can create virtual sensors. And the virtual sensors could trigger an action, speed up, slow down, hey, send in a warning. That can be communicated back to the running code in the machine to indicate, okay, there's a problem. You're out of spec, you're out of alignment, the quality is bad for whatever you're doing. So I know it's a little bit abstract to maybe explain in a podcast without showing the pictures, but the essence is if you have a model that closely mirrors the behavior of the machine, this is getting into the system level behavior of the machine. 
And you're able to run that, if you're able to run that real time beside the machine and then interact with the machine, then the model might be able to give you some indication or predictions of how the machine is running that's maybe very difficult to measure on the real machine. Hopefully that makes sense. But that's one, one maybe one use case of leveraging these virtual sensors that could be used for predictive maintenance, condition monitoring. Thank you, Colum, for that enlightening discussion. And thank you, the audience, for listening to this MHI cast, brought to you by Siemens and featuring Colum Gavin. At MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help you take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to the next level of success. Thanks for making us part of your professional development journey.